Welcome to the Monster Men. Oh, this is a very special episode, by the way. This is like a Punky Brewster special episode. <laughs> because Jack and I are joined tonight. We have talked about the paranormal. We've gone ghost hunting. We've talked about the haunted well in uh, Manhattan Bistro. We have a person who actually does way more than we've ever done hunting for the paranormal. Welcome, Glenn Laycock, to the show. Thank you. Great to meet you guys. So, Glenn, I will tell you a little background. He is the director of Tops, not to be confused with Taps. The other guy, the Jason and Grant guys. It's Tops, the Ontario Paranormal Society, York Region chapter. So I think, oh no, you're not our first Canadian, J.H. Moncrief. Okay. He's our first Canadian, first Canadian in our hearts. <laughs> uh, he's been a paranormal investigator for five years and has been living in a very active and haunted home for the past 12. And I can sympathize with that, uh, which is why he became interested in the paranormal. His home and story, this is awesome, were profiled on the television show Paranormal Survivor last season. And I have to watch this episode now. I have, I just got Discovery Plus, so it has to be on there. It, um, yeah, I think it's actually on Travel and Escape Network as well. Oh, yeah, then I have it. That'll be great. Okay. So, welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. This, yeah, this is great. Is, yeah, we are we are ghost fanatics in every okay. way. Jack, we're both I think Jack you're a skeptical believer. Well, here's like I don't have any experience. So I I've, right. I've been a million places and I've talked to a lot of people. So I have an open mind. But I've never seen a ghost. So there's that. Right. And I'm I, very, I would say I'm skeptical because I think I'll throw a number out there. 85% of people are not seeing what they think they see or are lying or whatever. But I think there's a genuine percentage that I'm like, what the hell's going on? And including my partner here has a million stories that I'm like, okay, he's either crazy or he saw something. It's maybe a little both. Well, I mean, I could say that I, people ask me, like, is, is the ghost exist? And I just tell people, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still hunting. Um, I never, ever believed in any kind of anything paranormal. And then we purchased the house that we still live in. And I think it was the first day. It's out in the country. We were on a well. And I went into the pump room to check the well. And I went to leave. And the door was violently slammed in my face. Wow. Okay. And, and, uh, and I, I kind of went, oh, wow. And I tried to recreate it. Like, it's in the basement. There's no windows open. And I, I went upstairs to my wife and I said, uh, hey, guess what? I think the house is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, and then it just went from there. It was craziness. Like, we'd be, um, uh, like, I remember coming home from work one, one night and our dining room uh, chairs were moved into the kitchen. Um, we'd, <laughs> Whoa. We'd, we'd be lying in bed and we could hear people like talking and uh, we'd have company over and they'd say, oh, do you have like TV on in the basement? No, no. Cause you hear conversations coming through the floor. Sure. Um, <laughs> the sound of, of, of a woman crying. Um, and then uh, my, my, uh, my daughter and her husband and my grandson lived in their basement apartment for a short time. And they actually uh, caught a little video of the rocking chair beside my grandson's crib was rocking. Whoa. It would stop and then start rocking again. That's when I kind of started to go, okay, so what's going on here? I mean, we even had a house guest one time stay for uh, over, like overnight. And she came out of the bathroom and she goes, we hadn't said anything what's going on. She goes, so what's going on with your house? 
Right? She goes, well, this is going to sound really messed up. She goes, but I was in the shower and something reached through and grabbed me in the side. And, uh, and she goes, I honestly, she goes, I whipped open the curtains. I thought it was you guys playing a prank. I said, like, we're going to come in the shower and go, woohoo, gotcha. You know, like, that's not going to yeah. happen. Don't think and... the wife's going to let me. If that's cool with her, send her my way. <laughs> and it just, it just kept going and going. It was, uh, um, so it, we, we basically, we kind of, uh, met up with some people who were just sort of, I guess you would say fledgling ghost hunters. And we just said, you got to come over to our house because this is just the weirdest stuff that's going on. And, uh, the first, uh, time we ever set up here they had a laser grid and we actually watched a distortion walk go in front of the grid like something walked and distorted the light as it went past wow, right and it, it was just like i mean stuff being moved like we would have a table like a tablecloth on a table and you'd, you'd leave and come back and the tablecloth would be on the floor but everything's still on the table it was just yeah. they I did mean, the nuts. magician thing where they pulled the... <laughs> yeah just yank it out it's on the floor was it the, who was the guy that the uh, who was the magic of illusion guy when we were growing up the magician Doug Henning maybe it's the ghost <laughs> of Doug Henning. <laughs> well, we we did a spirit box session here one night and we got we actually started we actually picked up some names like how many spirits are here? Oh, seven. Um, and uh, then you know we got uh, we got we got some names. Well, that's when we realized that the names that we got two of them in particular were names of the previous owners who had passed away here. Okay. Including their last name. Uh, and that's you got last that. names? Yeah. That's see, that's something you like, never I, see. I'm seeing a cue. It was like, I mean, we heard it, and it was like, okay, wow. I could have sworn I heard that. And we didn't actually know the last names. And uh, when, when, when that's when we kind of realized, hang on a sec, our screen door has the actual first letter of the last name that we heard on the screen door. Oh. And so then we kind of looked into it. And, oh, okay, that actually was the last name. That's that's interesting. And it just it actually um I I mean I didn't know what to do. I mean, I don't I'm not into this kind of stuff at first. So I remember I was on my own from work and I pulled into this little shop that does psychic readings and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Yeah, why not? So, right. Why not? So I remember I walked in the store and the woman at the counter, I walked in and I, and she goes, "Hi. Whoa." <laughs> And I, <laughs> and I went, uh, yeah, hi. She goes, what the, what is the deal with your house? Come, come, come here. Come on, come on in, come on in. And oh. I didn't even say anything to her yet. So she started talking to me, and she wouldn't take any money. She just says, <laughs> no. She goes, that just so you know, right there. it's the spirits of the, peop- of the people who used to own the house. They really like you. They're not fond of your wife. <laughs> and uh, And they're just watching over you. Um, and so that was sort of like, okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. But then when we, we started to do some investigating here and then, um, just on my own, I started to pick up some equipment, like IR lights, like cameras and that kind of thing. Well, what that did is it actually increased the activity because yeah. we were kind of stirring it up, which that was a problem because finally there was one day there where we finally had to put a stop to it because, uh, my wife was walking through the house and something hit her from behind and knocked her down on the floor, like Ooh. pushed her down, pushed her down. Yep. And she banged her, her arms all up. And that's when we said, okay, whoa, whoa, this has to stop. Like this, this is, this has to stop. And, um, we did, we did what's called a smudging. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very skeptical. Of the whole thing with smudging and stone. Some people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's all about smudging, you know, to, to do clearings and stuff. I mm-hmm. personally think that when someone sees their home being smudged, 
it's almost like a confidence booster where you go there. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, and, and it's your own confidence that will actually do the work. It's, it's right. a placebo effect. That's, and again, I could be wrong, but that's my own opinion. Uh, I'll probably get a few other people like uh, paranormal experts that are going to be furious that I said that, but that's, that's how I okay. look at it. Hey, look, um, anybody who, who studies the paranormal and says they know the answers, there's you, no such you thing. You run the opposite direction. <laughs> there's no such thing as an expert. There's yeah. no such thing as an expert at all. Um, and so we did that, and things started to calm down. And then um, we decided to form a team. And uh, so it became very successful within a couple of years. It was very successful, this team that we was formed. I think we were up and running for what, three and a half years. And then things started to kind of like work schedules and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of broke it up. Uh, and that team ended. And then I was approached by uh, the Ontario Paranormal Society, who are based out of southern Ontario. And they said, you know, uh, we know you. Would you mind uh, starting a new team in York Region, which is north of Toronto mm -hmm. uh, in Ontario? And, and you, you, you'd be the director. You assemble your own team. So I said, absolutely, let's do it. So that's how I, I got involved with the Ontario Paranormal Society. And, uh, and we, we call ourselves the York Region Chapter. That's sort of a quick history on, on where I'm from now. Um, but as far as when we, and I've done some crazy investigations, like people will call us up and I know what it's like to be that person where if you say, I think there's a ghost in my house, people go, okay, <laughs> sure you do. You know, right. hey, I was there. So, and I was afraid to tell anybody. So I know what it's like to be that guy or that, that person where people go, okay, you know. So, um so I kind of put us like so a lot of times we'll just have people calling us up just saying like just uh, we want you to come in here and just tell us that we're not crazy we're not imagining it and if I had a dime for every time I saw a wife look at her husband and go see I told you I wasn't crazy yeah yeah we're, we're usually the lunkheads who don't believe but by the way listening to your story about what went in on your house is you are the cautionary tale that my wife because we lived in a place that was there was a boy in there, a flesh and blood boy, at least to the, the naked eye, that would be in the house. And he was with us constantly. Um, so you're seeing a full body apparition? Oh, yeah. Well, I thought he was just a child that walked into my house originally. Cool. And my wife was on, <laughs> yeah. My wife was on life support in our bedroom. Oh, I'm sorry. And, uh, look, she's, we're, we're past, we're well past it now. So okay. we're good. But. You know, the first time I saw him, I'm washing the dishes and I see this kid there and he runs from the hallway into the bedroom and I run into the bedroom because she's got wires and everything. And I go in there and there's no boy there. Um, so, yeah, he stuck with us for a while. But my wife said to me, she goes, there is no EVP. You are not to take pictures. You are not to call. You are not to do anything. He's here. And the weird thing is, when he was around, we felt good because there was right. a lot of tension. And when he would come... You almost knew he was coming when you just felt this weird kind of like, oh, I feel like I've had about four beers and I'm kind of calm. Mm -hmm. And then he would kind of show up. But she totally forbid us from doing anything lest we dig too deep and it becomes something that is more than we can handle. She's like, she goes, I don't care where you can go anywhere you want and investigate. She goes, mm -hmm. not where we have to sleep. <laughs> and when she hears this yep. episode, she she's right. going to be like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was right. Uh, I mean, we get called to places all the time. And, uh, and, and he always asks the question, have you been messing with the Ouija board here? Yeah. Oh, 
don't mess with a Ouija board. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I was just listening to Jim Harold's paranormal podcast, and he had some woman who's big into Ouija and collects them, and she's all for it. Oh, it collects them and everything. And I'm like, I don't know. You know that old? It's like a running joke. You got to be well in the states. You got to be 21 years old to buy alcohol, but you can be seven to summon a demon. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I just yeah, I, I stay away from that. But I mean. But we would go to people's homes and and they'd be embarrassed. They just go, no, it's it's fine. And like and like some of the locations we've been into are absolutely incredible. Some of the things that people are putting up with. Um, I mean, we did a place there a little while ago, and I made a very stupid rookie mistake. You always should go in pairs. You never investigate by yourself. Always go as a team or in pairs. Right. And I went into a room by myself, and I challenged. And oh. You don't do that. Like, you know, there's that show, uh, Ghost Adventures. Yeah. We uh, make fun of him all the time. We, we have a rule. We don't do Zach. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> no. sure he's, he's doing well off what he's doing. And I, and I'll, I'll, kudos to him, but we don't do Zach. Yeah. He has PT Barnum was reborn in his body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and I said out loud, I don't think you're here. Prove me wrong. And I jumped about a foot and I had two, not three, but just two claw marks down my, my ass cheek. Wow. Oh. And uh, and burn for a couple of hours. It was just it was just a burn sensation, right. and uh, that's you know okay. Uh, what was it doing? You know, pull stunts like that. You know, um, there's safety in numbers. Yeah, <laughs> and plus you have somebody to corroborate what you see or hear, which is good. Uh, but yeah, provoking is not like I don't provoke humans. I don't think I'm oh. going to provoke dead humans. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but I mean. Yeah, it was it was a dumb mistake, but the the reason they called us is they were they they were just traumatized by this house, and they finally they'd sold the house. But when they first took possession of it, the the uh, the old owners passed them in the driveway when they were walking up to the house, and the wife said to them, "Have fun with the ghost," as they were walking by. <laughs> and Thanks. all they wanted is for us to come to the house, and and basically just show them that they weren't imagining it, and um. You've heard of an EMF? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Got a field? Okay, well, in your home, an EMF should be like 0 to 0.1 in reading. We have a – like we have a we have these like K2s. We also have gauze meters that actually gives you an actual number. Yeah. EMF reading in, the, in their whole house was 145. 145. Now, that is equivalent to standing next to your microwave while it's running. That's dangerous. Um, have you ever seen those wire testers? If you attach them on a wire, they'll go beep, 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 beep. I keep one in my kit, and I was walking around the house with it. It was just going beep, 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 just from the it, walking around in the air. Um, now there's two lines of thought on that. It could be uh, like it's it's, it, it's electrical issue. Actually, the lowest reading I got in the house was at their electrical panel <laughs> of all places. <laughs> That's weird. Um, but uh, some people, you know, it, it could cause you to feel a sense of paranoia. It can, you know, I mean, all the stuff you hear on the TV, you know, it, they're right. Uh, or it also could be used as an energy source for something that's paranormal to draw from. Right. And and I've actually seen instances of that because we actually use something as similar to like EM, like we use it like an EM, EMF pump, and yep. you basically see draw energy from that, and we, and it's worked well for us. Mm-hmm. And um, but that place, I mean. Uh, they had one room in the basement that they they wouldn't even go in because they were seeing glowing red eyes all the time. Oh, Jesus. And so I jo- Jody, right? From Amityville, <laughs> Amityville Horror. <laughs> so I went in there and and I'll have to dig up the recording at some point, but I'm I'm in there I'm of course by myself 
And I said, uh, so if anybody here wants to talk to me and this low wolf howl went through the whole room. <laughs> and then I, and then, then you hear me go, well, there you are. That's cool. <laughs> I'd be like, and good night. But, um, yeah, but it's just like some of the things that we've experienced are just like every time we'd walk in the, in that house, we'd hear a man's voice go, who's there? He'd walk back out, walk back in. Who's there? Uh, they said they had a psychic in to, um, uh, to, to walk through their house. And they said, oh, the psychic told us there's a portal in the kitchen. So I got a recording of me saying, I hear there's a portal or a portal in your kitchen. What do you think if I walk through it? And this voice goes, portal. Went, okay. <laughs> Take a step back. Wow. Um, so do you use like one of those, um, I know the, in the old days, it's called the Frank's box. But do you use those to, the ones that cycle through all the frequencies? Yeah, we have a, a, a spirit boxes that we use. Personally, I'm getting away from them a little bit. I'm, I'm sticking more to just sort of a quiet time with a recorder. You'd mm -hmm. be surprised what you can get that's actually good quality as opposed to trying to sift through all this background static and shove the box going. But yeah. we do have them. Um, uh, like, for instance, uh, uh, there was a house that we did that used to be on a part of a native uh, um, uh, reserve, and it was sold off, and there's a subdivision put there. And this was another instance that people were trying to sell their house, and people, the agents would bring people in, and people would go, nope, back out. <laughs> they right. just freaked out walking in the house. Right. And uh, this is the same place that I was scratched. Mm -hmm. um, and we were sitting, we were there, and I just had a recorder going, and I was saying, and and uh, one of our team members says, "Are you here? Are you from here? Was this your land?" When you played it back, there's a very deep voice that goes, "Dongi." So mm -hmm. we did some research. The band that that land was actually purchased from is Ojibwe. Dongi is a Ojibwe word, Ojibwe word for "I am from" or "I am here." Wow, that was cool. Like when you yeah. get something like that with no equipment other than just a recording. Um, that's to me is amazing. And, uh, uh, we, they allowed us to go into the house the night, be, uh, the night before our investigation, we just set recorders all over the house and all night, all you could hear is thump, 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 footprints clunk on the cover door and thump, 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 more footprints. And it was just, the place was active as anything. Um, so, but that's By the all. Way, that's, what's that? Shania, Shania Twain was, uh, is a Jibway. Just so you know, a little throwing it out there. <laughs> I think actually she's her her stepfather's a Jibaway. Yes, I, <laughs> I worship Shania. I, I have. So I'm all about physical evidence like that. Like I I don't go in and go. I have a feeling. I think it's your uncle. You know, I don't do that. Like I want if it's. I mean, I would call myself a very uh, the skeptic investigator. I want to see proof. And uh, if you see footage of, of of orbs, you've probably seen orbs. Yeah, that's really? dust. That That's is what nothing I think. but yeah, it's dust. I, we can clear those out with a HEPA, HEPA air filter. I mean, there's <laughs> it's like, orbs are like an orb has to basically fly up to me and shake my hand before I'm even going to count it as evidence. Well, one thing well, with orbs, I was doing a ghost tour in New Haven, Connecticut once, and uh, I snapped a picture of a graveyard without the flash. And then I took another one with the flash, and suddenly there was a whole bunch of orbs. Yeah. I was like, well, if I was taking a picture of spirits, I would think I wouldn't need the flash. You know, yeah. I've never, I've only come across one cemetery that it was active. Mm. Just like that's been my experience. Um, most cemeteries we get nothing at. There's one cemetery in the near where, where I live here that I actually go there to test equipment. It's only about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I think it's active because it's so new. There's so much emotion attached to that uh, cemetery. There's families going there all the time. Another little theory of mine is every single one of the plots that's there has a solar-powered light on it. Oh, really? Oh. Now, and um, I've, it's, it's a very common thing to walk into an investigation and have a battery get sucked dry. It happened, it's actually quite common. Well, now you've mm-hmm. given every single spot there an unlimited battery supply. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Great. But um, like that, I mean, we actually got a name one night and we found the stone for it. So, That's tremendous. Um, and I've, and that place, there's some little potty mouth uh, spirits there too. They tell you to f off and. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't hear a lot of that in those all these paranormal shows. These ghosts no. are very usually polite. They all speak English usually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what their actually, at some, uh, I will send you. Uh, I, I can't do it with this. I don't. But I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, I've got a recording where I was walking around in the dark, and and the reason we do the investigations at, at, in the pitch black is because you're using IR cameras, and the IR light will pick up more information than just a lit up room. Okay. Right? That's my. Own. And I was walking around, and I um, and I tripped. And on the audio, it's hilarious because you hear boom, crash, boom, bang, and I'd be tripping and falling down. And right after that, I recorded a man's voice that said, "Well, you effed it up." <laughs> That's and funny. That's cool. Like, like yeah, so sense of humor. You know. <laughs> Let me ask you though. <clears throat> it sounds like you you've had you've heard audible, mm-hmm. and then there's other stuff that you you have to you know EVP. Yep. Like what what's the percentage of things you audibly have heard versus EVP? Like is it most of the time an EVP or is it generally most of the you hear? Time, the odd time. Uh, you'll hear something, but then I put that as personal experience. Like anybody could say they heard a voice. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm all about collecting the evidence so I could show the the homeowner or the property owner. Okay, here's what we found. Uh, and there's a lot of times where you're recording, you hear nothing, nothing at all, and you don't hear it until you play it back after. Um, right. So I'm going to say more often I hear things on the on the review of the recording than I do actually in person. Um, except for at my house where we actually hear people crying and laughing and you know. oh, want to live in that. Now, how about, um, the percentage of, um, places you go where nothing happens versus yep. something happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I'd probably say there's more where you disprove everything and there's nothing happening. Uh, I would say that it leads more to the, there's a higher percentage of homes where you go in. And honestly, it's just a, it's a it's a relief for the homeowner. Um, I don't mean to go into too many stories about things, but I was, I was, uh, I was. Please called, do. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> well, why you're here, man. <laughs> okay, man. Right. I was I was called to a, to do a house, and um, they and they basically it was a single mom, uh, two kids. They were all three were sleeping in the same bedroom because they were terrified to be out in the house, uh, sleeping in their own rooms. And I went through the we went through the house, and I finally said, "There is nothing going on here. There's nothing happening here." Oh, I'm telling you, there is. My daughter's bed is vibrating at night as she sees shapes at, at, at the foot of her bed. And I said, I know. And her daughter was 12. I said, can we talk to your daughter for a second? And she goes, okay. So she brings the daughter in. And I said, no, I want you to answer me a question really honestly. Are you sleeping with your phone under your pillow? Because I saw the power cord. And she goes, yeah. And I said, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Her phone was vibrating at night when she was getting messages. Yep. Um, then the mother was really defensive about it. She goes, well, but she's seeing shapes in her room. And I said, I know. And at the foot of her bed, there's a big mirror leaning against the wall. She's seeing herself in the dark. Move the mirror. Yeah. So they moved the mirror. Problem solved. 
They're all sleeping in their proper bedrooms. They're, nobody's afraid anymore. But that's where you really help somebody. Mm. Like that's, yeah. you know, and they, I'm sure they, you they come across here. people who dig their feet in and go, no. Oh. Like some people, are, they, they become to, they identify themselves by the fact that they're haunted. Exactly. Some people like get very offended. I'm telling you it's haunted. And it's almost like they like to be able to say, I, have, I live in a haunted house. Look yeah. at me. And I mean, uh, we, we did a place and there was birds in their attic. Hmm. And, and I mean, we, you go up in the attic and you, and there was <laughs> right down to the feathers on top of the insulation, there was bird crap everywhere. And we just said, look, like you've got birds up here. I'm no, I'm telling you, I'm, you know, it's, it's, haunted. it's not haunted. Right. And, and they it's, said, isn't well, that weird how that doesn't bring any peace whatsoever? Yeah. You, you would think they would go, thank you. <laughs> We're yeah. good. In your home, have you ever, because one of the things that we always say is if we went somewhere, like, what if I just went on a night where nothing happens, but things ha only happen in March or only happen in the summer or whatever, you know, or just yeah. happen to not happen the night. Um, but you live in a place that stuff happens. I don't know how frequently, but have you ever like set up cameras, like security cameras or anything to, you know, that you could get, a, you know, a week's worth of footage or anything? Um, not really. Uh, we will we'll go back on multiple nights, mm -hmm. but you also have to keep in mind that these people live there. It's a bit of an, it's quite an invasion. Well, of I also made about your house. And, oh, my house. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I've set cameras up and and uh, and we've. I mean, you'll get. I wouldn't like. It's it's almost like a like a misty apparition will go by the camera. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, what I find is interesting is we have pets. And the pets will actually, and they'll stare. Like my grandson, he would, he, there was one room he wouldn't go in. He would just look at it and go, no, no, bad mm. man's in there. The bad man's in there. And he wouldn't oh, go Oh, God, I don't want to hear that from a kid. <laughs> hey, you know how you know how spooky it is when you yeah. really, you're just starting to learn about this. And my grandson, who was five or six, he, 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 he went to the top of the basement stairs. Of course, I'm going over to get him away from the stairs. And he crouches right down. And he's looking down into the dark and he's giggling. And he's going, hi, hello. Hi, and he's giggling, and you just feel a shiver up your spine. I'm like, come on, kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's terrible. And then um, I went downstairs, and at the base of the stairs, there was like condensation. There was two bare footprints at the bottom of the stairs. Jeez. Adult size footprints. Honey, pack and your bags. So, going. so I did the, the the best way to handle it. I wiped them up. <laughs> what yeah. Do you do? Uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, hey, you have to keep telling here. yourself nobody's ever been killed by a ghost. Um, they uh, Yeah, and it, I, I, it's funny because I tell people all the time, well, it's not gonna hurt you. Of course, then my wife was actually pushed one time and bruised mm -hmm. her arms all up. I've been scratched, but um, yeah. Um, but again, like people, do I believe in ghosts? I'm. I'm trying to figure it out. And, yeah. you know, um, like I, I would class myself as, as an atheist and people will go, well, if you're an atheist, how do you believe in like the spirits, the, you know, the, the eternal spirit and all that kind of stuff. My own theory is what a ghost could be is our memories and thoughts are nothing more than electrical impulses. Basic high school science says energy never disappears. It just changes its state. Yeah. So um, what happens when you pass away to all that, that energy? Am I right? Am I wrong? Who knows? Nobody knows. That's my theory. I, you know I, what? It's, be... I'm, I'm with you there. I wrote a series <laughs> of books and the, uh, about a, ghost, a girl who survives something terrible with her dad who was a ghost hunter. And she calls them EBs, energy beings. She's mm -hmm. offended if you call them ghosts because they're, 
their energy. There's no demons. There's nothing. There's just forms, different forms of energy. Yeah. I will. I want to ask you. So, yeah. like Jack brought this up, and I think it's a great. Like, say I'm a big Mets fan, right? I want to go. I love watching the Mets. Well, if I go to City Field in a certain week in April or May, they're not there. I'm just going to sit in empty stands. When you go to a house, mm-hmm. because this this falls in line with something else that I believe. I believe that a location needs the people who are living there to power that because you can get places that people say are haunted and then it depends. Somebody else moves in there and nothing ever happens. So I always think there's this symbiotic relationship between location and the living that kind of, I think that each other follow you will follow people from location to location. Um, I've, Mm -hmm. I've actually experienced that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if there's no one there, unless it's just sort of like a, just like a repeating almost on a loop, then things might happen all the time. Like but a stone yeah, tape. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I could see that. I could see, I mean, we, we've had, I've seen people where they've moved to different locations and it's, it's, it's come with them. Uh, yeah. I, I told you about that, um, about that cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up uh, something there uh, and every time we were doing an investigation, I actually, the first time I heard it was at the cemetery. What's your name? Jodeth. And, uh, and then we would do an investigation and we would do an EVP session. Is there anybody here? Jodeth. Like, okay, Judith, step aside. Let someone else have a word here, you know? <laughs> and, um, now again, I'm not into the whole psychic reading all that much. Uh, although that lady at that one store impressed the hell out of me. But, yeah. uh, my, my wife one time said, do you want to come to this, this other store with me? I want to buy some stuff. And there was a woman there that does readings. And, and so my wife was talking to her and I was just off looking at stuff on the shelf. And this woman's talking to my wife and she's, she's looking at me <laughs> and she goes, excuse me. And she walks over to me and she goes, excuse me, do you have anything to do with the paranormal? And That's I went, weird. and I went, Why? She goes, do you know there's a woman standing next to you? And I said, yeah, that's Judith. She's cool. Don't worry about it. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I take her everywhere. She's like fine. my American Express card. And she says, well, she doesn't mean you any harm. She's just she's just sort of watching over you. And she goes, I get the feeling you picked her up at a cemetery. Does that make any sense at all? And I went, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. <Jeez. laughs> so, that's weird. Yeah, that was that was interesting, and that went on for a couple of years. Uh, Judith, then all of a sudden, she just went off on her, you know, disappeared. So yeah, I think either that energy either dissipates, or they find they find a place. Like yeah. when you mentioned cemeteries, I'm always thinking the last place I'm going to hang around when I'm dead is the cemetery. <laughs> exactly. Why would you be there? You're going to be going to find me is. at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be at the Mets game. Yeah, the yeah Mets or at the Mets. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. Have you? Thing- Sorry. Uh, have you encountered anything though where um like you said he got scratched mm-hmm. and you you know you hear stories about people in peril have you ever encountered anything where like oh something is harming this child oh, or yeah. this family Yeah we uh we were called to a to a house north of us and um the there was it was a couple living in the in the home and uh, they called one of the reasons they called us is as the wife said something grabbed her by the ankle and and hauled her out of bed one night and so I, I like to go in and do a pre-site. And so when I did the pre-site, she wasn't home. Her husband was home. And this is one of the occasions where I was using a spirit box. And I was just walking around. And said, is, uh, I said, uh, um, is there anybody here with us? And this deep, nasty voice goes, yes. 
and I and so I just said, hey, apparently you're you're bothering this gentleman's wife. Why is that? She's a bitch. And, my, and her husband just went, oh god, don't tell her you heard that. Yeah, that's not going to make anything any better. <laughs> that's not going to help. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and we went in, and uh, and it was one of those things where we basically it was almost like we were forceful, saying you. You need to leave now. You do not bother these people, and things just calmed right down after that. It was almost so you're, like... you're able to do a little triage, as opposed yeah. to just going in and going, "Hey, by the way, there's a ghost. She hates your guts. Uh, <laughs> we're leaving, but call yeah. us if you ever need yeah. anything." That'll be 150 dollars. Thanks. Yeah, I, that's one thing. I, one thing I do. We do not bill anybody. That's right. They make it very we clear on not, your website. Yeah, we, we do not bill anybody uh, because honestly, it's just. I do. I'm in this now because I just absolutely love the idea of doing it, and it's and I really enjoy it. And anybody could go into someone's house and go, "Oh, there's all these spirits." So there's your uncle Fred over there, and they, you know, for a small fee, we'll get rid of it. That's not cool. That's totally yeah. playing on someone's fears and their emotions. And you know, I mean, yes, I got a lot of money invested in in, in tech and equipment, but it's my hobby. So right. I'm not worried about it. I, I, you know, I work full time. You know, <laughs> so this is what I do on the side. Do you ever go to places like, uh, you know, the abandoned insane asylum or I, old hospital? I have, or I've actually, uh, I one of the places I went to was a children's. Uh, it was closer to Ottawa. It was uh, it was a children's hospital where they were. It was a home for mentally handicapped children, and they were doing brain surgeries there. And it was bizarre. You're walking through, and there's still like children's paintings on the walls yeah. and stuff, and you're going through. Oof. I I'm not big on that. Like you'll see some of these locations where they'll you pay a fee to come in and you go through it. If there is such a thing as a as a tortured spirit that's trapped in a location, I don't want to be the guy that's going in and poking it with a stick. Mm. You know. Yeah, exactly. I I just paratourism to me is I don't know. There's something that doesn't sit right with me about that because it's just like you know. How would you like it? You're stuck in a place, and you got some. You got people come through every night, going, "Are you there? Mm. Are you?" Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, but that's me. Other people, they love that sort of thing. They yeah. they they go to locations all the time. Um, and I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. I just I feel guilty about it because I've seen enough where, you know, um, I mean, I I've been to locations where we'll get voices of people crying, and and uh, we've just said like, just you know, just. Go to you know we'll actually say go move towards the light just go towards that and things all of a sudden go and the whole and everything calms yeah. down. Um, it, I don't want to be the person that just her, it torments and harasses them. I appreciate the fact that you concentrate so much on helping people because you I mean it's one thing as you're a paranormal like all right Jack will be Jack and I will be the kind who go get your kicks going someplace <laughs> because we know because we know we're not going to be able to help anybody. I can't even help myself much less somebody. How else. do you know? You might. Uh, um, oh, maybe. I don't know. Hunter and uh, I were once on a um, paranormal panel in New York City. There was two psychics, two guys who were supposedly ghost hunters, and then us two podcasters. Who, idiots. You know, one of them's a, a, <laughs> uh, an author. And so well, kind of when they got down to me and the other guys were talking about investigations and this and that, and there's a lot of bull crap you hear just because they watch ghost hunters and know how to speak the language. And when they got to me, I was like, well, I would call what I do more – like trespassing, <laughs> especially yeah. when I was younger. I was just like, uh, there was a Danvers State uh, State and Sale Asylum in Massachusetts. We snuck up there and would have got arrested if we got caught. I, I trespassed in Cornwall, Connecticut, to Dudley Town. 
you know, if we got caught, you get you know, it's private property. Like I said, yeah, I just when I was younger, I didn't give a crap. I was just haunted place. I'd go, I'd go right. break in. So like that, that, and now we just we go places where we can get in legally. Right, <laughs> we're too uh, old to get arrested. <laughs> like there's some places that uh, I don't mind going in if it's never been investigated before, and you're the first one to go in. You know that that's kind of cool. Like I mean, uh, to go into a place where it's just every every weekend they've got like a, a crowd coming through. Um, like we did uh, recently, we did. Uh, uh, there's like a municipal civic center. It's basically it's the municipal government's office um, in my area, and it used to be a monastery back in the '60s. Oh. And then it was converted to a municipal office in in the in the '70s, and and uh, so we were allowed to go in. And so they were training monks and priests at this place. And all the offices upstairs used to be bedrooms. So mm-hmm. we were thinking, okay, what's uh, what's the best way to, uh, to get a response here? So the first team we sent through was all female walking through. And they were getting some amazing EVPs that were saying, stop, go, leave, unholy. Oh, I thought for sure they'd get cat calls going, oh, and, uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but we, then we, were, we were recording gibberish, just gibberish. We, so we thought, until we started actually trying to punch some of the made up their spelling for some of these words and turned it was latin i was gonna say was it latin it was latin if you're in a monastery yeah and uh that was cool like i mean you get something like that okay well i wasn't expecting that it was actually um there was two workers that from the from the municipal office that were with us because it's government office you know they got somebody there and and we're listening to this stuff and then she says let me just google some of this and she started making up some of the spellings for some of these and she goes look at this guys and it was actually Latin words for the same as we were hearing in English. Stop, leave, go. Oh, <laughs> even better. And uh, so that was uh, that was interesting. Um, we had one of our cameras that was on a tripod um, get tossed twice. It just we heard a bang, and it's not like it just fell over. It's actually skidded up the hall a few feet. Um, and I've had that happen multiple times. I had another location, um, and this is a. a I'm I'm, I'm going to post the video of this soon. But uh, we had a camera at a location sitting on a table, and we were still setting up some equipment, and we heard a bang. And the camera was actually about between six and eight feet across the room. The camera was recording at the time. So when we played right. it back, the camera does almost a 180-degree turn all by itself and then popped in the air and went across the room. Wow. Wow. Now, that's cool when you get actually – because it's actually – we got the recording of it. That's That was amazing. Yeah. That's uh, what you live for, right? Oh, yeah. I mean <laughs> – I mean, you know, to get actual like uh, we did a uh, we did a, a church in Toronto one time, and it's the oldest church in Toronto. And uh, so they said, "Come on in." Actually, the, the the minister of the church he just said to the staff because the staff is wanting us in there. He just said, "Okay, fine. I want to know nothing about it, and no video, because mm-hmm. yeah, people, parishioners coming here. I don't want them going. Oh my gosh, this place is haunted. So you, you know, audio recordings are fine. So I mean." And that that kind of sucked because that place was really cool. <laughs> and I was sitting with one with another investigator, and we're all respectful. We're, we're sitting on the altar in the dark <laughs> in the church, <laughs> and we're just sitting there. And um, he and he goes, uh, "Hey, look up on the balcony," and we see a full apparition of a woman walk across the balcony and then up the stairs, and then it went through the, a door up at the top to ex- where the exit was. And all I and I'm sitting there, and I went, "We don't have any cameras." <laughs> yeah, you just have to console yourself thinking that yeah, if we did, it probably wouldn't have caught it. 
yeah. But we again, we sent in. Uh, we we try to mix it up. We'll send in like an all male team, all female team, and then we'll mix it up male female. <laughs> we sent in a, the, a couple of girls, and then we got a great recording. Of this voice going, "Hey, bitches." Woo! Was that yeah. Cardi B's spirit in there? <laughs> Who knows? It was, hey, it was a guy's voice. Hey, bitches. And uh, yeah, so that, I mean, but again, like, um, and then what we do is after we're done, when we get recordings like that, what I like to do is, is I just hand all those recordings. I just give, I give the owner of the property, there's what we found. Uh, we can give you some guidance on how to deal with it, or you can deal with it with your own faith, however you would like to deal with it. But here's what we found. Or here's what we didn't find. And that's sort of how I like to do it. Um, have, you, have you ever gone to a place where you're probably midway through it and you go, you know what? This is more than we can handle. Or I don't feel comfortable here anymore and we have to get out of yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember I told you about the place with the glowing eyes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, that that place was that was off the charts, that place. And, uh, I mean, we had one of our investigators, he actually pushed himself up against the wall and he was just creeped right out because, you know, um, and although that was the only place I've ever done an investigation where I actually was absolutely scared so bad that I almost fell over. And it wasn't because of something paranormal. I was standing in the dark, pitch black, messing with my infrared camera. And one of my team members walked up behind me and right in my ear, she went, boom. <laughs> and honest to God, I, I I dropped the camera. I stumbled. I almost fell over. And I said, "Don't you ever?" <laughs> yeah, really, not the place. And uh, yeah. So yeah, if you, if you ever had something like that, we're like, okay, I don't know if we can do this. Like, wh- where would you refer? Like, do you ever work with? I know you said you 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 consider yourself atheist. Do you work with local clergy or are there other groups that you would refer somebody to? Like, where would you go? I if would like, actually, I, if I anything, I would call for backup. Um, I'm, I'm the director now of the Ontario Paranormal Society York Region. Mm-hmm. But that's actually, we're one branch of a, of a much larger group now as opposed to just having a small group like I had in the past. So right, right. that gives them access to me and me access to them where I could say, I need more bodies. I need more people here. Right, right. Um, and, uh, uh, so that's where I would go first. Um, so, I, so in your you're, teams, you're, you're, you're drawing people from different types of professions, different mm-hmm. types of proficiencies. Yep. Like what's an example of the type of folks that you, that you have in your arsenal to come to help somebody or find evidence? I have people on my team who I would say, um, I, I refer to them as being almost like, like a sensitive or a medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have, but I like to mix it up. I, people like myself who are more of the skeptic. Right. Uh, I think that's a good mix. And I try to, I try to keep it that way. I don't want to have all skeptics or all mediums because if, if, if you, if everybody, if everybody's a medium, they're going to walk in every location and go, Oh yeah, it's haunted. You know, yeah. I can hear voices. I want to have, it's great. To, it's great to be able to have someone go, I think there's something there and then to actually be able to capture something there and back up what they, they're feeling. Right. Do you um? I, I guess I I feel like if I was doing what you were doing, especially with dealing with psychics, but even myself maybe, I think I'd want to know nothing about the place, not know that somebody died here or the other owners were whatever. Like, because I've seen too many shows where they've given people knowledge, and then they've said they thought they saw something, and it turns out they made up the story before mm-hmm. the the expert went in and the expert was 
basing their findings on the story that they were given. Do, do you mm -hmm. find any sort of bias with that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I get that, but I also like to have a, a like a quick history on the house, what they're mm -hmm. experiencing. But I'm also going in with the attitude of I'm going to just prove what, what you've told me. Mm. And right. and I want to debunk it, for lack of a better term here. I was going to get on the shows, but I want to go in and disprove it. And if I can't disprove it, that's when I go, okay, well, I think we got something going here. Mm -hmm. But I, I go in with the exact opposite. I'm not going to go in and go, oh, my gosh, yeah, this place is haunted. Look at the orbs. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, no, I, I'm going in with the attitude of I want to disprove absolutely everything. And you tend to pare down a lot of what they've experienced to either to nothing or you're going to have a, okay, now we've got, now we're down to the, the serious items here as opposed to everything's haunted. Cause I hate that, uh, um, the attitude of like, I mean, I, I've worked with some investigators and everything is haunted. Everything is haunted. Like, no, it's yeah. not, it's not like the majority of it is not haunted, mm -hmm. but you get the, you get the, the good evidence and, um, and and you mix with you mess around with different equipment to try to try to collect that evidence. Yeah, I guess um, just to kind of go off on a tangent here, have you guys seen those cameras that they have now? They're actually a modified Kinect camera from an Xbox system. No. They make a, they make a stick figure. Oh God! I, yes, I've seen those. That like wonky little yeah. stick figure that walks that, around. Yes. That camera is actually from a from an Xbox. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, so that's where they come from. That's, and so an Xbox Connect is designed to be able to recognize a human shape and then tra and then follow it. Right. So the idea of that camera is if it if it works in infrared. Mm -hmm. So if it sees something that's a human shape, it will try to chase. It'll try to trace it out. Okay. Percent of the time, I've had I've seen people have like a half hour conversations with a chair. <laughs> you know. Um, you really, I, I'm totally on the fence about it. There's one time I think I saw something that was, was interesting. And the only reason that we were getting EVPs at the same time, uh, and it was, it was for a restaurant and we weren't getting a lot, but we were told that the owner who passed away was a heavy smoker. So we put a cigarette there. And after we put the cigarette there, the six foot tall, roughly stick figure showed up and that one I'm, I'm going to go with because I actually, I got the video where I walk up to it and it's tracing me and it's tracing up the stick figure. And I said, hi, my name is Glenn, pleased to meet you. And you see it reach over and it, try, it shakes on my hand. Ooh. And I could feel static in the palm of my hand. So see, there's different types of corroborating evidence. That's yes. Important. And that's where I'm going to go, okay, that one. But at the same time, I've also seen people who, like I said, like I've seen people have conversations with chairs or, or a door frame. And oh look at look at that! It's, it's it's no, it's not. It's a door frame. That's Jack. <laughs> that's Jack on a Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> it's just regular. So, uh, so I, I here's a question. So yeah. look, you've lived in a haunted house, mm -hmm. so haunted that you've been on that a television crew has come in to <laughs> interview you about it. By the way, okay, yeah. I got we got to we got to go back to that. Okay. <laughs> okay, we will. Um, and then. To the point where now you have started, you investigated your house, you've investigated other places. Mm -hmm. Can you really still consider yourself a skeptic? Yes. Uh, oh. Mainly because so much of the evidence that people say that they they have yeah. is is not real. Right. There's so much that people interpret something and they'll go, oh, oh, I'm hearing a noise. No, that's, that's your furnace. Oh, I'm, I'm you know... Right. So, but you know something's 
You there's know something, something there. exists. There's but something you don't there. know what it is. I don't know what it is. And that's where I'm not prepared to say it's a ghost. Like who knows what it is? And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it is. But I mean, you know, you could take about like you could probably take three quarters of the evidence that out that's out there and just disprove it. Yeah. But it's that little quarter that's left over. Go, Look, okay. if, if only one thing in human history is correct, <laughs> that's all yeah. you need. Yeah. And it's the greatest mystery of all. Like, that I would like to see the amount of time, money, and energy that was put into finding vaccines for coronavirus mm-hmm. was put into finding out if there's an afterlife. Because if you find that out, I don't give a shit if coronavirus takes me out. Because <laughs> I'm going to a, a better place, a bigger place, that's gonna, yeah. I'm going to last a little longer and maybe have more access to things. Yeah. So I would I would like to see once we once we stamp out coronavirus, you take the same amount to cancer. Third is the afterlife. Like that's <laughs> my order of things. Third is the afterlife. And then we, the world yeah. would change if you did that overnight. Um, one thing though, we like um, we, we see these TV shows. I'm just gonna throw this out there. When you see these TV shows. I mean, r- real inve- paranormal investigators, you see these, like, you see all the evidence they put on TV shows, and people are saying, oh, there's ghosts. Like, we can prove it, there's ghosts. Oh, look at there's. We look at it and go, good Lord. It's, well, it's entertainment. <laughs> they, they have to it, produce it is enter- something. It is entertainment. A lot of it is editing. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you're at a location for like, you know, three days to a week, and you're compiling all that evidence that you collect into a 20 minute or 20 minutes for a show, of airtime for a show or half an hour. Yeah, you're gonna make it look like it was crazy in there, but no, it takes a long time to, um, like that. Remember, okay, remember I said I was gonna go back to that thing about the show that they did yeah, on, yeah. on my house. Yes, um, that was embarrassing. <laughs> See it? <laughs> they took some of the stuff, and I remember the day it was aired, we had I had people over the house. Oh, you gotta see this. We're gonna be on TV. And first of all, I had an issue because the the actor that portrayed me, they had these little vignettes where my wife and I were talking, and they had actors portraying us. The actor that betrayed me had a bald spot about that big around, and I say, like, "Hey, hang on a second. <laughs> Can't even get close. A bald spot, but I'm just saying, hey. And um, but they really <laughs> embellished, and they really embellished. I mean, they had it looking like uh, spirits were running up into our face, going on our faces and stuff. And I remember we were sitting there watching it, and a couple of people looked over at me, and I just went, "Yeah, I'm gonna probably go outside." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good. It was really embellished. It's true. I I did a thing on the to Dover Demon for the Travel Channel, and there was they included a part that when they had asked me about it, if the Dover Demon is a mermaid, it, to me it's the most ridiculous thing of all, and I didn't even want to talk about it. But they asked, so I gave what the prevailing theory is on it, if it could be a mermaid, and wouldn't you know that's what they put that in there. And I'm going. Here I am. It's coming out of my stupid fat mouth. And I don't believe that at all. I was just asking about it. Why, of all the things, did you put that in there? But you have no control once they get a hold of it. For the TV show you were on, yeah. did they investigate your house or did they just nope. get your story? Okay. They just got our story. They didn't come in to try to do any kind of investigation. They just went by our story. And then and when, when you find, do it. How did they find it? Yeah. Sorry? Like, how did they find out about you to come to you? Um, I it was there was another group that I had made contact with, and they hadn't even been in to do an investigation. 
And they, as a, instead of coming into an investigation, they called the show. <laughs> and then one of the people that was on that team was their expert panelist on the show. <laughs> like, I wouldn't really? be an expert panelist on a show like right? that. Well, she was like, they're, they're experts. So they would have this little vignette going, well, what this actually means is, it's like, we haven't even been here yet. Come on. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was interesting. But are I you're... mean, yep. Are, you, are your investigations usually just one night, or do, do, you said something about staying there for several nights? Well, no. What, what we'll do is we'll usually do one night, because, and we'll try to do it like a Friday or Saturday night, because everybody works. You know, you, mm -hmm. you can't be taking a few days off. But we'll go in, and then we'll basically say, if you want us to, okay, we're, we're going to, because when you do an investigation, you, you may only be there for like maybe six, seven, eight hours, but right. you've got like half a dozen recorders going you got a half a dozen cameras going and you're pouring over all this evidence so you're looking at a few days of just sifting through you know mm -hmm. your audio with like squishing smushing your headsets into your ears trying to catch some bit of audio and then amplifying it a bit so you oh okay we've got something mm -hmm. so um that one evening of investigation turns into about a week's worth of work going through all evidence yeah. But we do tell people, like, look, like, we're here. We're here to help you, and we'll come back if you want us to come back. And we have been called back, and it gives you an opportunity to go back and collect even more. But there's, like, you can't just go in and then the next day go, hey, okay, let's have a sit-down. You need that time. Um, right. you, know, you find a piece of audio, okay, well, let's cut that out now. Let's see if we can clear it up a little bit, or let's see if we can amplify it a bit to hear it a bit more. And yeah. so you're you're into hours and hours of, of just sifting through 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 video audio, uh, I mean we've got a, a like almost like a video security system. Well, there's hours of video just on those cameras, and then on top of that, we've got other videos that we sta we station around that are separate from that. Plus the video cameras that we're carrying, plus the audio recorders, plus the body cams that we're wearing. <laughs> yeah, Josh Gates did a show for was it Destiny? I don't forget what it was, but. It was they would wire up about 36 cameras and shoot over 72 hours and yep. put people in these places. Paranormal lockdown, maybe was I don't forget what it was, mm -hmm. but anyway, he said they could only do the one season because the amount of footage they had to review was overwhelming. Oh, yeah, these things filmed 24 hours a day, 30 something cameras over 72 hours. Yeah, so it's, it's, like, it's time consuming, it's too much. It's time consuming, and then well, and then you get to the, you compare it. Okay, somebody finds something. Then you have, you, we hand it off to another team member and say, and don't tell them what it is. Just say, listen to that. Just listen to that and tell me what you think you heard. Mm -hmm. Because if you listen to it and say, somebody said, my name's Joe, automatically they're going to go, yeah, I hear my name's Joe. Yeah. You just, you got to hand it off to them and say, tell yeah. me what you, what you hear. You can't, you can't give them any guidance on it at all because I think you've ruined the evidence at that point. You have to let them hear it. And if they come back with something totally different, then you have to go, okay. Not to mention, I don't know if you do this, but I think another thing to do is to hand and say, hey, listen to this when you know there's nothing. Yes. I think you should mix that up so that way. I and I will admit that I did hand off an audio to somebody one time, and all that was recorded on there is somebody had just hammered out a really loud fart. <laughs> That's and, half of our investigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... And, and the funny thing is, is I actually emailed it to them and said, can you listen to this and tell me what's on there? And right away, the email would be back. And they said, yeah, I think I heard a voice. And I'm just dying. I go, oh, really? What's it saying? You know? <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, you know, you do have kind of <laughs> – I couldn't we, help myself. I just had to do it. We went to um, 
the Union Cemetery in Connecticut where the Warrens claim to have seen the White Lady. It's kind of a famous haunted spot in in the area. And um, we did some EVPs. And if you w- watch the video, Hunter's much more enthusiastic about doing EVPs than I am. Mm-hmm. And I then, laid on the grave. He lay, laid I'm on the grave and stuff. You did what? And and a long time ago, I had seen sort of a, I have a picture that there's a weird reflection that kind of looks like a face in a window and stuff. So we had some history with this place. But uh, we did some EVPs and stuff. And then like a week or two later, his daughters were like doing the listening for us. And my sister lives near this, this cemetery. I happened to be at my sister's. It was like the fall and it was like really windy. And I was leaving her house and I got a call or something from him. He was like, hey, my daughter found something. And I'm like, what? I couldn't hear. Yeah, because I'm half deaf. Really? So I hear it. And, uh, <laughs> and he goes, and it's to one of your questions. And the, the, when he says this, I am literally standing by my car outside my sister's house, maybe two miles from this place. Like, basically, yeah. when I leave her house, if I go left and follow that road, I get to the cemetery. If I go right, I get down to the highway. The, and I'm just like, wait, I'm going to kind of like drive. I'm not going to, I'm going to be driving by the exit. I'm close to whatever said that to me. Like my mind started racing. I'm like, why was it, why is it talking to me? It should be talking to you. Exactly. Can I, can I ask how old the daughter was that, that heard it? At the time, Samantha, maybe 15, 14, okay. right around there. It just said, I find, good years. I, I find that kids tend to, to see and hear more. Um, and well, yeah, well, you know, they haven't I've had steadily a whole... gone deafer as in blinders. Well, like that, they, they also <laughs> haven't had a whole lifetime of people saying there's no such thing as that. Yeah. They're more open to, to hearing well, things. She grew up in a haunted house, so well, <laughs> she might be a little jaded there, too. I don't um, know. Remember, I told you we did that municipal building mm-hmm. yeah. we did investigation, uh, and we were flipping through some pictures. My, my wife was going through some pictures on her phone, and my grandson, he's 10, and she was and, he, and, he, and she was going to hear some of the pictures she's showing him. And then he goes, back up. There's a picture of the hallway. And she, he says, there's a man in the hall. And we went back. And sure enough, you look at it, and there's a shadow figure standing at the end of the hall. Yeah, and we didn't notice. Open. We didn't they're catch it. Yeah. And we didn't catch that at all. And then as soon as he said that, you look, oh my gosh, yeah, he's right. <laughs> Good catch. Because <laughs> they say as we get older, because we see so much, right? And after a while, our brains just fill stuff in for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've been here before. I feel all these little things. And so you're. Your perception, as someone who studied Buddhism for way too long, is never correct. It's yeah. always wrong, and it's well, always. Well, you've heard of Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah, um, big time. Uh, people will go, oh look what I've, look at look at the thing in my in my my, my window, or you know, and you just go, oh no. Is that <laughs> where you see faces and things? Yeah. Yeah, you recognize a shape in something. Your your brain will actually try to find something familiar. Okay. And uh, and there's so many images where you just you have to just put it down to pareidolia. You just look at it and you go, no. <laughs> I find faces everywhere. I like I, yeah. I, I do that a lot in bathrooms, looking at tiles and stuff. Go, oh yeah, there's, there's the <laughs> yeah. screaming face. Well, you're sitting there for a while. Face. You got nothing else to do. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, if you don't have a magazine, you got to do something. So, <laughs> uh, I want to ask you something. Yeah. I don't hear this asked very often because you have equipment. Where do you go? For equipment, like who who do you trust to get you your EMF meters and maybe your REM pods or whatever your your spirit box? Like, how do you source that? A lot of, some of the stuff you build, and yeah. some of the stuff you you use things that wouldn't be uh, normally used for what we're doing. Um, 
like a great little tool is is a little cat balls. They're little toys that have a motion sensor and they'll start to blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're cat toys. And if you touch them or if you run your wave your hand over, them, they'll start to blink, blink, blink. The lights will go off in them. Right. They're fantastic tools. I've done investigations where you just lay them out there and just say, okay, if you're here, if you touch these, um, they'll blink. And I've had them go off on command. Boop, boop, boop. They'll start to go. Oh, I got to get some. And uh, you'll find And we get those, get them on Amazon. <laughs> you know? Um, and they're just. You do cat- the thing with the flashlights where the people say, can you turn the flashlight on and off? I've seen I, that work in the Queen Mary. Yeah, to me, there's too much of a chance of just a contact, you know, like because they loosen the flashlight. It's to me, it's just not solid enough. Right. Um, Sorry, my phone's going off there. Um, But uh, one thing I do like to use is is uh, is I'll use like you've heard of a K2. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, and I have on multiple occasions had a K2 sitting there. Take it up to the red for yes and to the yellow for no, and I've had yes and no questions being answered. Um, and, but you got to make sure that when you're using a K2, no one has a phone on, no phones, no electronics going, because you could have someone in the same room as you and they get a text message and your K2 is going to just redline. Right. So you you got to make sure that everything's shut off because they're, they're very touchy. Um, so, uh, I, 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 I prefer to use that than the, than the, the camera flashlight thing, just because it's not something that's going to go off just because, you know, it's a loosened flashlight. Mm-hmm. That's me. Some people love the flashlight. I, I'm not a big fan. Right. Not, you know, I, I don't want to criticize anybody else's way of doing things, but it's just not the way I would do it. What is the, um, if, if we, uh, coronavirus is over, we're able to go grab a beer together mm-hmm. and we force our way into your house because we want to go to a um, yeah, haunted house. Drive. Yeah. And we say, all right, show me your two or three best pieces of evidence. What would you show us? I would show you the video of the camera being tossed across the room. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Um, I would probably, the other one I had mentioned to you was the audio of, of, uh, of, a, of after I tripped and hearing a voice saying you effed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got another audio um, where we went to this location and we don't, we don't go in and say we'll contact specific people. But this woman said, look, my brother last winter, he went out back of the house to chop some wood. He slept on the ice, banged his head, and he froze to death in the backyard. Can you come back there? And I said, okay, well, all right. Um, And this was being stupid. I didn't get her full first name because it was actually, we were doing the neighbor's house and she saw us. So we went over and uh, and I got a fantastic recording of us standing there. And I'm going, you know, are you here with us? And this deep voice goes, uh, Frida. And the woman beside me just started to have a fit. And I went, oh, hey, there you are. And she goes, Frida. He said, Frida. And I said, yeah, okay, who's Frida? She goes, me, that's my name. Oh. And um, and then she starts going, Cooner, Cooner, are you there? That's his, that's his nickname. Mm-hmm. And this voice come back right away and went, Coon. And like that is, that to me is amazing. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. You it was very emotional. Interact with one another. Yeah. And it was very emotional for the family because they were stick there. She was there. She had some other family members there. And that's when I pulled up the, uh, the K2, are you, you know, are you here? The K2 is going off. And then they started to say, we hope you're okay. We love you. It's okay to move on. And then we watched as they're saying that the K2 just slowly just down to nothing. Wow. And, and a feeling kind of came over me myself anyway, that just something gave us like a hug. 
and a, a photograph was snapped. And if you look at the photograph, she's blocked out partially, and my, my arm's blocked like somebody hit its arms around us. Wow. Oof. And I have that photograph. That's yeah, tremendous. That's 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 amazing. But it was it was emotional. Like she, they were in tears. I was teary eyed. It was just a, a, an emotional thing because it also gave the family peace. Okay, he's and okay. that's the most important thing I think through all of this. If you can do that, exactly. Um, and I've got other, I got other evidence. Like I've got uh, a video of the laser grid. Remember, I told you there was a distortion. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of audio. Most of what we get is audio. Um, mm-hmm. If you can get something on video, that's fantastic. Uh, I've got a, a video of, of a restaurant we did, and uh, and I have um, a video of, the, of the, the, the handle on the freezer door lifting up, and the door opens for the, for the big walk-in that's, freezer. Oh, those are not easy to lift either. No, they're heavy handle. Um, wow. That's that's very cool. Um, I've got another uh, video of one of our stationary cameras was set up, and on the shelf that was over the bar of this place, you could see a statue of Buddha, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden Buddha is moving because the camera was being turned. Oh. <laughs> and well, at least Buddha was moving. <laughs> Buddha was moving, <laughs> but uh, that's cool. Like that's that to me. You know, you don't get a lot of, of of visual evidence. You get lots of audio, and when you can get something visual like that, that's just I'm all over that. Like, I, I, you know. Yeah, that's well, tremendous. I got to be honest with you. The entire time we've been talking, I've been watching that chair behind you to see if it was going to slide on its own or anything. <laughs> so far, it's let me down. I'm in it's my all good. That's just uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually, um, it, there was one night here where we were, we were experimenting here, and we had a camera set up, and we had an office chair that's on wheels, and we had it set there, and we're saying, "Can you move the chair? Can you move the chair?" We actually sat there and we were watching TV. We had company over, and we're going, "Can you move the chair?" Nothing, nothing. So they went home, and uh, and I remember I, I, I kind of jokingly said, "Well, thanks a lot." You know, it made me look kind of silly, and the chair went bang off to the off the edge of the doorway. <laughs> In front of Again, me. I'm moving. Can you move the chair? Can you move the Can chair? Move the chair? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, but again, it's one of those things where didn't have it on video because everybody, you know, we actually had a camera set up and everything. And we were like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. Nothing until everything was shut off. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I do have some. I have some pretty crazy stuff, and uh, I'm actually just in the uh, in the midst now of, of setting up the new site for because I've, this is a new project for me setting up this the Terra Paranormal Society um, York Region chapter, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be uploading a pile of, of videos and stuff from different investigations over the next while oh, onto that site. So yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say first of all. In my 10 years, and no offense to anybody that we've had on the show, we've had quite a few people. This is one of my favorite interviews. Oh, well, thank you. Right there. I, I thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. This is so been a I, pleasure for me. Oh, we, we, we definitely want to have you back. Okay. Because there's <laughs> more sure. to explore for sure. Okay. I was looking at your website today and I noticed I was looking at, oh, it's like, oh, video, audio. I was like, oh, it's under construction. So where can folks find? Um, uh-huh. If you find look you up, or reach uh, out to you, I won't be putting a lot of video on the on the website. I'm going to stick more with the Facebook site just because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and right now I will, I've got very little because as I said, it's a brand new site. But if you look up the Ontario Paranormal Society York Region chapter on Facebook, mm-hmm. then there's actually a, the only the only video I've got on there right now is I guess it's sort of an outtake video where I was walking around. It was a bar that we investigated down in uh, in Toronto. 
And I was walking around in the dark and all I could see was my viewfinder, my IR camera. And I turned around and there was a full length, a full size mirror on the wall. <laughs> right. And I saw myself glowing green and I just about crap myself. <laughs> and so, so I, I did post that video on there and then I, but I have a bunch more over the next the, the very near future I'm going to be I'm going to be uploading a pile of video to the to the site it's just um when I shut the other one down I took we just shut everything down and right. uh, kind of restarting over again but it, it won't be long but uh, well, we'll include links in the show okay so folks can go right to it because um, but uh yeah it's fascinating um, but I think this is this is actually really exciting now I, to be part of a of a much larger team, and mm -hmm. where I am like uh, the the fellow that actually started the Ontario Paranormal Society his name's uh, uh, Tim Butterworth Buttersworth, and a super guy he's got an amazing team and I've just finished assembling my group, and uh, we're kind of waiting now for the couple of people I've done investigations with before who I've brought on mm -hmm. on board, and uh, we're just waiting for COVID to kind of settle down, uh, and then we can start going. Um, yeah. is, uh, I mean, the last investigation I did was just when COVID was starting and then we had to kind of stop. And that mm -hmm. was, that was a bar down in Toronto. Can I, and can I tell you guys a story about that bar? Absolutely. Come on. You want to tell me a bar story? Yes. <laughs> well, no, I, well, they cut, they, it was a bar down in Toronto and they were shutting it down because they decided, okay, with COVID happening or they just, they were, it was done. It was a very well-established gay bar down in the gay community down in Toronto. And they said, can you come down? I said, we said, absolutely, no problem at all. So we were walking around with the owner of the place, and it was three, three, three floors. And we're on the third floor, which is like a balcony that overlooks all the main dance area and stuff. And while we're standing there, um, I actually got my reaction is kind of on the video because I'm standing there, and I jumped back, and he was doing the tour, and everybody looks at me, and, and what's up? And I said, Something just grabbed my ankle. I just felt something squeeze my ankle. And the owner of the bar <laughs> laughed and he says, well, I'm just going to let you know now that exactly where you were standing, he says, we've just taken the walls down, but that was actually booths where people used to service their clients. And then he starts to laugh at me and I went, Okay, well, good to know. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So but that was um, that was a place where I was. Um, um, we got an amazing EVP. We were because uh, I was getting responses on the K two, and uh, and then I said, um, "When did you used to come here?" And I got a very with no devices, just the recording. I got a very clear voice, a man's voice saying, "On Tuesdays." That was interesting to me. Like, Two that for was one cool. Tuesdays. Two for one Tuesdays, but uh, that place was was cool because like they they said like for years like the staff in the kitchen area the, they would have food carts that would just all of a sudden shoot over and bash into people and while we were there one of the the, the trays one of the on wheels came over and banged into us like oh okay well we're here wow <laughs> right. wow I'll go to that bar yeah so not um, alone though no, <laughs> no. Uh, I need a partner with that. you need a partner. But that was uh, that was that was an amazing place. So I got some. So that's where that video was taken, where I, I saw the, the mirror and I just but fell over. Um, yeah, because you just well, don't expect that to see a body there glowing green. Whoever is in charge of doling out the COVID vaccine in Canada, you must give it to anyone researching the paranormal because enough is enough. These are essential <laughs> workers. We well, need this work to be done. We have a backlog of cases right now that people want us to come out because, and I think that part of that is because people are at home. They're at home all the time now. So right. now they're 
they're not just you know sleeping, getting up, going to work, and back in the evening and going to bed. They're at home, and people are experiencing things. So now we're actually getting a bit of a backlog of people saying like, "We want you to come to our house, but we can't. We're just we can't do that until we get kind of the green light from, you know, I don't I don't want to get I don't want to endanger anybody. I don't want to be put in danger by anybody, and I'd also exactly. don't want to get like a thousand dollar fine for going into someone's house where you're not supposed to be there. So <laughs> not worth it. No, at all. So this is fa- absolutely fantastic. I'm telling you, this is this is Jack and I are going to be cavelling about this for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so Thanks, if you're guys. open to it, I want to definitely have you on again, hopefully soon, especially if you can get back out there and do some yep. investigations and talk some more. It would be my pleasure. Oh, that's great. So Jack, Jack always leads us out stage left. Yeah, well, listen. I also I, I I second what he said. This was a this was great. I have more questions for you, so we'd definitely love to have you back sometime soon. Sure. Um, and with that, we'll put all your contact information on screen and um, in the show notes. And um, everybody else, uh, leave maybe leave a night out light line tonight after you listen to this episode. And That's right, uh, baby. <laughs> we'll see you all next time on Monster Men. Monster Men. Monster.